What are you surrounded by? Boy, that's the question now. Everywhere you go, every store that you're in, the question that's going on, what's happening around me? We're watching everybody that's got a cough, and we should, and we're taking unique procedures, which we should. But I want to help us to try to deal with it mentally and out of our heart. I want to deal with it more in faith, because truly, unless we deal with it in faith, then God can't come to our rescue and help us, because God's going to answer the cry of faith. So are we surrounded by, are we surrounded by fear, for sleep, by sleeplessness, by anxiety, by panic, by financial worry, by utterly disgust because not understanding why people's making such a fuss out of all this? But what you're surrounded by, it means whatever you're focused on. That means whatever you're focusing on becomes your focus of your life. It's what really is surrounding you. So if we're going to get things out from around us, we're going to change our environment to where there's a, a faith environment, a happy environment, a joy-filled environment, an environment where miracles and God can answer and where God comes on the rescue and God comes on the scene and helps us, then we have to change what we're focusing on. So this morning, if you're sitting there and this time or this season that we're in, if it has you engaged in such fear and in such worry or such doubt or maybe disgust, like I said, that you're disgusted why anybody would make a big thing out of this. I want you to know that's still what you're focusing on. We've got to bring our focus off from our surroundings and we've got to bring our focus to we focus upward to we're able to focus on the Lord. In fact, I, I really believe one of the great ways that God is using to do that during this season, God is having us change our homes. You know, I feel like that's a part. Now, certainly this coronavirus is not from God. The Bible said the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. So if you're out there wondering why God brought this on you, then I, that tells me something. You don't really know the heart of God because the heart of God is a loving, caring father. And the heart of God did not create this. But what God does, God uses every hard place that the devil tries to create in our life, and God uses it as an opportunity to express our love, his love to us, or express his care for us, or fulfill his word, or to draw us into a closer place to him. You know, I truly believe that's what God's doing, don't you? I believe God is busying himself during this season, drawing families to him. That's why I believe that the church has almost exited what we call the church house, and God is making your house the church house. You know, the Lord spoke to my heart last week, and he said, Jerry, I want you to ask the people, and I texted out to our people. I said, will you allow your house to be used by God's house, or will you allow your house to become God's house? And you know, and that's the big question. If I will allow my home and my house which God has great concern over and great care for, will I allow it to become a place that draws the presence of God? You know, I just think for years we've allowed the church house to sustain that. We've allowed the church house to be the place that we expected the presence of God or we expect, and that's true because when we come together, we shall all be able to experience God in a much greater way. But I believe that God never meant that to isolate his presence from our homes. And so I believe that God is using this for your house to literally become his house, to be filled with his glory, 
uh, just like his temple or his church house is filled with his glory. And that's why, as like I said, the Lord really dealt with my heart. He said, will you, I was to ask our people, will you make your place a place for victory to meet? See, because you are the church, and most of you that are listening to me today, you're of victory. You're of this spiritual family. And I'm here asking you as your pastor, will you allow your home to become something special? You know, the Word of God gives us direction. It gives us direction to not forsake assembling ourselves together. You know, and during the last number of years, I believe this is what God's trying to give us our attention with. Last number of years, we've made God like us, and we no longer are trying to bring our lives in to be holy like God in many of our lives, and certainly that way in our home. Oh, I know we dress up and we come to church, and when we walk in, we want everybody to feel like we got the perfect home, the perfect marriage, the perfect children. And then literally we go home sometime and we have hell on earth. And I believe God is fed up with that. And I believe God is trying his best to call daddies and mamas into the spiritual household, into a spiritual priesthood in their homes. And I believe that God is wanting our children to believe that their homes is something different. And so that's why it's so important that we don't forsake ourselves, that you're right there in that living room and you need to make it a holy time. I mean, you need to learn to deal with kids that are being loud and, and things that's going on and, and even telephones that's ringing. You need to how to focus on God and keep your attention because you're the priest there. You're going to make the decision. I'm going to allow other things to rule the presence of God or I'm going to take this time obeying God's word, not forsaking myself, assembling together. And this is as close as we can come to assembling ourselves together at this time. You know, the test of our spirituality is not so much us giving some kind of awkward look into the vast yonders while we're sitting in church, but it's what we're experiencing, the realness, what you're experiencing right there. It's showing what you're allowing yourself to pull away from distractions and pulling your heart to God is showing the spiritual person you are are possibly the spiritual person you're not. And my encouragement is God's allowed this time for us to get it right. <laughs> and God is starting at such a right place and causing us to get it right in our homes. That's where the Lord is. You know, uh, the word uh, corona, uh, it's, it's from a Latin word. It's 500 years old. And it means a circle or, or being surrounded uh, it's like the sun's, one uh, uh, dictionary said, it's like the sun's corona, our outer circle, our glow that's around the sun. Uh, it's, in one commentary, it says it's a circular chandelier, <laughs> like in a church. But what it says that you're surrounded by something. That's what the word corona means. And I'm going to encourage you, to, instead of being surrounded by coronavirus, and allowing yourself to be surrounded by fear or maybe agitation or disgust or anger or remorse or whatever's going on, I want you to allow yourself to be surrounded by God because what you're focusing on will be the exact way that will begin to happen. So God's house is, we're going to look to Psalms 91 very quickly here because Psalms 91 is the protection over the house. 
In fact, they've used this. Uh, this has been the classic chapter for years. In fact, this is the one that Jesus used himself when he was on earth to keep himself safe and from harm's way until he was ready to lay his life down. And in fact, even in World War II, World War I, this verse was, was so played and show, shared and so declared on the battlefield. There's been so many mama's kids that's come home from the battlefield because a mama or a daddy was claiming Psalms 91. And while at the same time, on many a battlefield, that word was still being claimed. So let's look at it this morning. Let's see what it has to do about my house becoming God's house. All right, Psalms 91, it says, this I declare. Now, it's real important to know that when, that when God's asking us to do something so he can do something, that, that we hold the key. We, we have the key to that treasure. <laughs> so this chapter really starts off by saying those that dwell in God's presence. And if you want anything to come out of this coronavirus season that we've been undergoing, I want you to come out knowing that you have the presence of God and you're surrounded by God's presence. That you're not surrounded by a virus, you're not surrounded by anger or frustration, that you're surrounded by the presence of God. So verse one of this chapter says, he that dwells in the secret place. So there is a wonderful, special place that God wants me to find during this season. And then if I will, if I will allow God's presence, if I will allow my house to become God's house, if I will allow God's presence to become so dear to me, if I will understand not only does God want to be in my church, he wants to be in my life not only can I expect a tear to flow from these cheeks when I'm in praise and I'm listening to a song that's moving my heart, I can expect that same thing when I'm riding down the road and listening to a praise song on my, uh, on my CD or something, that I can expect the same type of presence and the same type of presence that comes in the church house and heals people and delivers people, that that very same presence is in my house and that very same presence can heal in my house. And that very same presence can forgive in my house. It says, this I declare. So right here at the first of this powerful chapter that promises such powerful promise over my house. God says, it starts off with me saying something. With me declaring something. And what am I declaring? It says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. You've got to get your eyes off. Yes, we're washing our hands. Yes, we're wearing our gloves. <clears throat> yes, we're covering our faces. Yes, we're doing all those things. Our leaders ask us, and we're obedient children. We obey God and we obey our leaders. So we joyfully submit. We joyfully submit those things, but we've got to know that those things alone is not what's going to keep us safe. God is the power that's going to keep us safe. That's going to keep your family safe. I, and I'm going to tell you, there's two different types of people listening to me this morning. One type of person is the person that you know is someone personally that's contacted this virus. You're listening with a deeper heart because you realize how serious an issue this is. Others that are listening to me because you know of no one at this time that has the virus. So it's less serious with you. 
But I'm here to tell you it is a serious issue because Satan plays to keep. And the only strength and power that we have against the devil is the power of Christ working in our lives. Yes, and God can anoint a mask. Yes, God can anoint gloves. God can anoint anything just like he did in the word of the Lord. But it's all going to happen out of me believing his truth. It says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge and my place of safety. Would you just say that this morning? Maybe whisper it in your heart. Would you just say, Lord, you're my place of safety. God, I'm refusing to worry about this. You are my place of safety and you're my family's place of safety. And notice how you know that. It's something you're saying and it's something you're doing in your heart. And I trust him. So there's something that's happening in my heart. I'm trusting God that I'm speaking out my mouth. My mouth has the key to so many miracles in my life. I I can't have God in my heart and put the devil in my mouth. It just won't work. They don't agree. The Bible says they don't mix. But it's when you have trust in your heart and then you begin to declare it with your mouth for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from every deadly disease. Wow. Did you know that's in Scripture? The absolute promise of God that said that He will deliver us from every trap and protect us from every deadly disease. If ever there's been Scripture that relates to the coronavirus, this is that Scripture. How many thousands in our nation have died And God is trying his best to get through to us the power of God to where we together can believe God to raise up a standard or a wall or a shield against this deadly disease. God said he would protect us. Verse 4 says, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. That's the picture of a mother hen bringing her little bitties or her little chicks underneath her wing. That's where God's calling you. And that's where you're proving or not proving that in your home this morning, that in your faith, that in your prayer time, that in your time with God. And it says, his faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Wow. Do you understand what that means? I must first find God's promises because God's promises, they are my armor and my protection. Somebody say, oh, I'm just expecting God to be with me. That doesn't do it, honey. That doesn't do it. It's the person that's been diligent and is seeking of God. You've got to open that book, the B-I-B-L-E. You've got to open that book and you've got to find promises just as this one right here. That this promise says that his promises will be my armor and my protection. And see, if I'm allowing myself to trust in the Lord, I'm declaring out my mouth as the previous verse has said, and now I know that I'm building my trust on the promises of God, then the next verse says, do not be afraid. Because see, the devil still tries to come through and say, but that's not going to help you. I'm here to tell the devil he's a liar. That is our help. That God is our sustaining force. It tells me, do not be afraid. So not only must I confess something with my mouth and I'm believing, trusting God, now I have got to not allow the negative emotions to rule my life. I cannot act in fear and believe God at the same time. 
whether you're buying your mask or whether you're buying your whatever it is, you've got to do it in faith, not in fear. Honey, you're not running in fear. You're only running toward God. And the only thing that you honestly fear is God, that you love the Lord with all your heart. It says, do not be afraid of the terrors of night and all the arrow that flies by day. And then verse 6 says, do not dread. Not only do, can I not allow fear to control me, I must allow trust to control me. I can only allow trust if I'm building it on God's promises. Do not dread the disease. Do you see what it says? Do not dread the disease. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, and though 10,000 are dying around you, I want you to know, notice the scriptures doesn't say believers or non-believers at all there. It just says, though a thousand. And certainly that's what we're seeing in this season. It's, it's heartbreaking. It's almost like it was in the Vietnam War. We get used to hearing casualties. It's almost, we, we get used to in the afternoon when they begin to relate to us how many casualties there's been that day. It, it seems like we get so hardened to that, but we cannot allow it. Though a thousand fall at our side, and though 10,000 are dying around us, these evils, would you say this evil, this evil coronavirus, this evil will not touch you. Now let's go next one. If you make the Lord your refuge, if I'm making. See, it's, a if, it's an if opportunity. It's if opportunity to every believer. It's not just being a believer. It's not just being a, a Christian. It's being a believer that saw God stood in his promises and that allows his promise to be his trust. And he speaks it out his mouth and he declares it. And he's not allowing fear to control him because the devil is certainly trying to control Christians just the same way he's trying to control everyone with that spirit of fear. It said, if you make the Lord your refuge, even the Most High, your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. I want us to circle that. That's the place we're dealing with today. That's because you've allowed your home to become God's home during this season. You've allowed your house to become God's house during this season. So I want you to know, this is not a scripture, even to a nation. This is not a scripture, even to a town. This is a scripture to a home that has spiritual priests of a mom and a dad, or maybe you alone in that home, but you stand as a spiritual priest before God and say, I refuse to be surrounded by coronavirus. I choose to be surrounded by God. And you've allowed yourself to trust in God. For he will order his angels. Notice this also, there's a promise to the home. I'm going to stop right there today. This is going to be a two-part message. And next week will take place right here where we left off. But this is such a powerful promise of God. Now, the Bible says, this will be your armor. That's what that verse says in Psalms 91, that these promises will be your armor and your protection. So I'm asking you this week 
to take Psalms 91 and to wrap yourself up in it. That's what it said there in that last verse. You begin to wrap yourself up in it as your armor and your protection. And you begin to wrap your family up because remember the promises to a home or to a household, to a clan. I want you to gather in your faith all your clan together. And I want you to believe God for God to protect them and guard them. Let's start it right now. This be a good moment for us to pray. And we'd be a good moment for us to trust in the Lord. We're fixing to go to a, a testimony and a testimony of, of a miracle. There's more miracles coming out. A lot of times we're just hearing the bad news mixed with a little bit of good news. But there's some powerful miracles that's taking place across this whole world now. In fact, when I put and I do a search on miracles that's happening during the coronavirus. They come from all over the world. Miracles where God has intervened and God has miraculously helped people. So I'm gonna close my message with one of those, but at this point, I wanna pray with you that God would help you, Dad, that God would help you, Mom, that God would help you, Grandpa, Grandma, or maybe an individual that's standing there alone with God that God would help you to rise up and claim your home. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all of those that are listening right now. Lord, I pray that you would help each one. Lord, I pray that you would help each one to rise up and to lay claim on the promises around their family. God, though a thousand fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, what Psalms 91 says, You've given us the promise that it will not come near us. Lord, we're releasing our faith together over our family. We gather them as a, as a mother hen does her little chicks, Lord. We gather our family underneath our wing and we find our refuge underneath your wing. We're trusting in you to keep us safe, God. We're trusting in you to protect us, to provide for us and to help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's go to this testimony.